KYW Original Podcasts. This is KYW In-Depth. My name is Matt Leon. Time for our weekly look at the American economy in the midst of the COVID-19 pandemic. A lot to talk about. Unemployment, the dollar, durable goods. We will talk about it all as we check in with David Fiorenza, Associate Professor of Practice at Villanova School of Business. Always an interesting and informative conversation. Give a listen. I actually want to start with the stock market and... You know, this will come out soon, but the, as we know, on Wall Street, things can change in a hurry. But it was a terrible day on Thursday. As we're talking here, Friday late morning, it's dropped 500 points. I think it lost like 750 yesterday. Uh, what's behind this huge drop? Because we haven't really seen big drops like this since uh, since the beginning of the pandemic. No, we haven't. And a few of the companies such as Facebook, Apple, Amazon, Netflix, Microsoft, and Google were down between 4 and 6% when trading. Um, I thought Apple would have gone back up since the stock split earlier this week, 4 for 1, meaning that you would receive four shares for every one stock that you used to have. I thought that would have uh, drummed up some more interest in the company as well as in the market. But you have the NASDAQ down, you had the S&P down, you had all of them down. Basically, tech stocks were driving it. And I could even say Tesla. If you put that into that into the equation, you're looking at an evaporation of over $500 billion worth of value decreasing. And it's interesting because this is even if it's unrelated, we've talked about how the stock market, for the most part, has been uh, going gangbusters while we still have this high unemployment. This is really the first bump in a road in a while. It is. It really is the first bump in a, in a road. We had we had some good news yesterday about the unemployment, uh, other things we're going to talk about, durable goods. So, But not everything is on the, on the rise, uh, as we've seen in the economy, especially the Dow. As soon as it does does well, it's a roller coaster. It's going to go back down. People are going to take profits. They're going to sell. They're going to buy. Um, they're looking at the economy to see who's laying off, who's giving out furloughs. So as soon as you get one good indicator, another indicator is not so good. Let's talk about unemployment. Uh, First-time claims, I think it was like 881,000. Nice to be below a million. Uh, First point, I want you to just get your thoughts on that number and the unemployment rate at 8.4. But also, uh, I I heard somewhere that they altered the way they count. So not that this is a fake number or anything, but just give us context for, for what changed. Sure. You're correct. All those numbers that you had, had uh, just given us saying that the unemployment is down to 8.4% in August. Uh, it was 102 the month before. We did have 883,000 claims approximately for new claims uh, for unemployment, and that's been the low since about mid-March. So the Labor Department actually is making some adjustments and, and trying to reduce what I call distortions in their data. Uh, they, they call it seasonally adjusted data uh, was the gauge they used to, to have where they sort of smooth everything out. And the example I like to give is that usually after winter, unemployment in ski resorts rises every spring. So the spike in claims is actually going to be multiplied by a smaller factor to bring the numbers more in line with the rest of the country. Uh, I'm not saying that next week the, the numbers are going to jump up to one and a half, two or three million, but we are going to be making adjustments. So this 
unprecedented level of unemployment was actually caused by the pandemic. Um, so that's why they take a look at things to smooth it out a little bit better and to take out some of the, of the distortions in the marketplace. So I think next week we're going to see that number revised at 883,000. It doesn't mean unemployment is going to jump back up to 10%, but there are going to be some revisions from week to week. I think the Bureau of Labor Statistics needs to survey more households and survey more businesses than just the 60,000 that they survey to get this number every week. You mentioned durable goods earlier. They were up, I think it was a little over 11% for July. Uh, What's behind this? Well, some of that is is the strong demand for cars and trucks. Some of its business spending outside the the auto industry as well. So with all this uh, pent up demand, if you want to call it that, uh, people were saving money, people were not going on vacations, and people were looking to see, well, maybe I trade in an older car, maybe I trade in an older truck, and I get some of these models that are towards the end of the model year. Want to talk a little bit about the dollar? It. It's been going down pretty low. Is that a big deal? What does that mean? And is that something to be concerned about amidst all the other economic uh, situations we're dealing with? Sure, that's a good question. Good time to bring this up. With with the U.S. dollar going down, you're seeing gold go up. And people are looking to put their money in various things. And gold being a commodity it's been it's been trading low for so long, but it's close to two thousand dollars a troy ounce. With the dollar being low, uh, the Federal Reserve is really trying to keep interest rates low and inflation low. It that we want a strong dollar. However, uh, uh, if the dollar goes down, possibly our exports could go up. It makes our goods more attractive to other countries if our dollar is not worth as much, which means other countries can buy more of our goods at a lower cost and even more of our dollar at a lower cost. So it may spur other other financial markets in other countries to buy our U.S. dollar when it goes down. We've talked a lot about uh, the possibility of a second stimulus package. I know six, seven weeks ago, I thought it was a slam dunk that one would be coming down the road. Now... It seems like we haven't made any progress. Uh, do you still think we're going to going to see one? And what do you think at this point? Would it look different than it would have had it come out when I think we all thought we might see it in like late July? Well, that's a great point. I think it will look a lot different as we get into September and October, as we get closer to an election. Uh, I think it's it's not going to be the same amount of money. I, I think both sides are going to have to agree on something for some people. I think there's a lot of still a lot of hurt out there. Those who cannot pay their rent, those who cannot pay their, their mortgages. Uh, and the end of July was when the additional $600 of the CARES, CARES Act um, was basically wiped away. And some people have not been called back to work. If they have been called back to work, they haven't been called back full time either. So we have to take a look to see whether the hours worked are the same as they were for pre-COVID. So that's a big concern that, that a lot of people have. Will I have a job October? Will I have a job November? As we get closer to the holidays and the spending during Thanksgiving and Christmas season. We've talked a lot about hospitality and how much it's been hammered. When we talk about congressional action, this would seem to be an area specifically like hotels and stuff uh, that are going to need some help, no? Oh, they they, they are, Matt, because 
if if we're not having concerts, if we're not having sports where the fans are going to go every day to see the Phillies play or on the Sundays to see the Eagles play, you're not going to have out-of-town guests. And if they're not using the hotels, they're not using the restaurants, it's a multiplier effect. That means they're not spending as much on gasoline and tolls to, to drive here from four or five hours away. They're not visiting the tourist attractions down in the city. They're not visiting places as such as Longwood Gardens or going up to the city of Bethlehem for a couple days. All this tourism or lack of tourism hurts hospitality, hotels, motels, B&Bs, restaurants, uh, even the gift shops and anything in between. Festivals that would last three to five days are no longer this year. And overall, we've talked about so many different things. And really, if you pay attention to this, you get all different kind of indicators taking all different kind of directions. How healthy is this economy or how sick is this economy? Or is it so difficult to tell because we're trying to measure something in the middle of a health crisis? Well, that's a great point. We could talk to 10 different people and get 10 different opinions about it, especially economists. The way I look at it is it's, it's the best economy we have during a pandemic. It could have been a lot worse if action was not taken by the federal government and the Federal Reserve. Now, with that being said, look at the long-term effects, debt on the country, maybe one out of every four restaurants or five restaurants not reopening, one out of every three nonprofits having to close their doors and shutter their doors forever, one out of five businesses not able to open up. So if I look at it from that angle, that part is bad, but it could have been a lot worse. We could have been back to the Great Depression of 1929. I think we avoided that, and every every month we just got to take it month by month and look at things such as unemployment, look at gross domestic product, look at the durable goods, look at the manufacturing, look at consumer confidence, look at these indicators. That's it for this episode of KYW In-Depth. You can listen and subscribe to the podcast on the Radio.com app or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. I'm Matt Leon, and we'll have another episode out soon.